Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Uh, let's, hey, good morning to everybody. I mean, we are careening towards the end of 2021. Uh, I'm David Spizak. 
it's uh, such a pleasure and such an honor uh, to serve you all. Um, I thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, I would thank you um, if you wouldn't mind hitting the plus sign on the bottom and just tapping a few people. Definitely not asking you to bring in the hordes of people, but if there's some people that you think would really benefit from the message, um, as I'm going to be talking about as we move towards the end of 2021, I'm going to talk about uh, really what I see for 2022 and what we're all likely to see in the world globally, what we're likely to see in the United States and how it's going to impact us. And, and I'm, going to, I'm going to basically wrap all that up into uh, something I'll just call your best year ever. So um, I'll thank you for joining us. Um, before I get moving forward, though, I also want to, as always, thank Glenn Lundy. I want to thank uh, Sarah McCord for all of the work and effort they put in. I'm excited for the announcement they're going to be making shortly about new programming that I know everybody's going to just love and benefit from massively. Um, I also want to invite all of you to tap on my bio. And if you go to the bottom to the Instagram link, it'll take you to my Instagram bio. And if you just DM me the word coach or coaching this Friday, I will be having my last group coaching class of 2021. And it's a really big one because it, it is talking about some very specific tactical steps that we're going to talk that we're going to talk we're going to take you through so that you can have your best year ever and I'm going to connect some dots to some things that are highly likely to happen uh, in the world as we move forward so without any further ado I want to jump into that particular conversation and last but not least before I dive into this if anybody uh, wants to raise their hand or flash their mics, I don't know if there's anybody who could possibly keep an eye on flashing mics for me, but if so, uh, I will love you more than I already do. Uh, if there is somebody here, uh, would you mind unmiking? I will keep an eye on it. Dora Maria, thank you. You're the best. Thank you so much. Um, so if somebody is flashing a mic, if you wouldn't mind, Dora Maria, let me know. I do, I do love hearing from other people, and I want you to have the opportunity to interject. I also want to allow people to raise their hands as we get into uh, the segment, because if you have any comments, any questions, any feedback, I want to be able to address those for you. So, um, by the way, the coaching class, the, the cost for that coaching class is free. There's absolutely zero cost whatsoever. I ask nothing from you but to, to give up for yourself, invest two hours of your time, the 10 a.m. Pacific time this Friday. I promise you uh, it will have a significant impact on your life. We have nearly a 1,000 people that participate in the coaching classes, uh, and I have no upsells. I just simply want to empty my head before I'm dead. I want to be able to share my network, my experiences, my failures, uh, the things that have worked, the things that haven't worked, um, anything and everything I've been able to accumulate in my brain, in my experience over the last 40 plus years as an entrepreneur, I want to share with you in, in the hopes and with the specific intention that without, without any financial burden, without any financial requirement, that I absolutely believe that I can assist you in moving towards your best life ever. So here we go.
So let's talk about your best year ever. And let's talk about hopefully for the globe, because it starts there. It starts with the globe. It starts with the United States. You know, what is likely to happen in 2022? And why do I believe there's reason for great optimism in 2022? Now, you know, this is the time of the year when we wake up, when we get into December 31st, and we hear wherever you are in the United States of the world, wherever you're coming from, somebody's going to be counting down the clock uh, somewhere around 11.59. And there's going to be, I promise you, massive hope as Susie talked about, there's going to be massive in, uh, upside, massive optimism in you know how great uh, the new year is going to be. Um, and we're already busy wishing our friends, our business associates, and our family um, a year full of success and happiness and much love and more. And I believe that this is many years. You know, we tell ourselves that. We set ourselves out. The first thing we do is set ourselves uh, up, not necessarily for success, but for failure by setting up a resolution. Um, I don't know who started the whole resolution thing, but uh, it really, I believe, more than not has been acted as a disservice uh, to humanity than a service. And I'll share with you why. If you come out of the gate right away and you set yourself up with a resolution and 85% of those resolutions don't even celebrate their one-month birthday. Think about that. 85% of all resolutions will be dead by, by the first month. So you're walking out of any new year, and the first thing that happens is you're setting up for a goal, and you're missing it. Okay, I don't think that's necessarily the optimal way to start out a year. And so what I want to do is I want to give you some legitimate optimism. And then I would just suggest, recommend, and ask that you move from resolutions to just pure intentionality. Okay? Um, so here's some things that I think that we should all be very grateful for and very optimistic for. Um, number one is if you're in the real estate market, whether you're, you own a home and you're thinking about relocating, or you happen to be in the real estate market in the industry because you're a agent or a broker, there's every reason, every sign to suggest it is going to continue to be a seller's market in 2022. Now, let's be fair. If you're on the buying side, you may sit there and go, man, that's not so great. But, but I would assert it actually is. Every single time that we have bought a home, that, that we sit there on one hand and go, man, this market is crazy. We buy a home for more than we think it should be. It propels us to even greater amounts of appreciation from that point forward. You think about it. If, you're, if you go to a market where you have little or no appreciation and you say, well, man, this is where we should buy something because there's little or no appreciation. It's not getting hit like it is in some of the other areas of the country. Well, it's also not likely to get hit by appreciation for the next five to 10 years. And that's not that awesome. Um, so it's a great thing. It's not a good thing. It's a great thing that we will continue to see a seller's market in real estate. The second thing is 2022 is the year that we are highly likely and expected to see a global economic recovery uh, and a significant amount of growth. 
And that's actually a big deal. You know, the world is getting smaller. You've heard in this room and other rooms recently much, a lot more in the last 30 days about the metaverse, right? And I'll talk about that uh, a little bit more as we go forward. But the metaverse and everything about the metaverse that lies within the metaverse is making the world smaller. <clears throat> we live in a place where there is a global economy, whether we're aware of it or not. And while the United States had some segments that did very, very well, if you were to look at the stock market, you'd go, man, we're just crushing it. If you look at less than 5% unemployment, we're crushing it. But the reality is there's some areas around the country that were just hurting for the last year or two. And the world is always better off when the global economy is as strong as the United States economy or, or somewhere along those lines. We're likely to see uh, continued growth in the United States, but the, the EU is likely to see between 5 and 6% growth. Asia is likely to see between 5 and 6% growth and our many other areas as well. And so that's a beautiful thing. Uh, what's going to come along with that in all likelihood is, um, has, is the hope, and I really believe this. I believe you can go beyond hope. I believe this is going to be the year, 2022. Write it down. I'm okay with putting myself on the hook. I believe 2022 is the year we go from a pandemic to an endemic, to having a situation that is manageable, that is livable, that is full of therapeutics that becomes, you know, a virus like other viruses that we've dealt with in our lifetime and in the history of the planet. And it moves away from being this, this at times crippling, exhausting, fatiguing pandemic that we've all been dealing with for months and months and months, nearly, uh, what are we, 22, 21 months into this right now. And as we go from a pandemic to an endemic, and as you see global recovery, it's my belief that we're also gonna get to a return of global mobility, which just simply means we can get on an airplane and we could do what we need to do, visit who we wanna visit and go where we want to go. And that's a beautiful thing because when that happens, money moves with us and the economy tends to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Another thing that you should be optimistic about You've seen it when it comes to automobiles. Uh, there is a pent up in the demand. There are more people wanting to buy cars than, than there are cars available. And again, like homes, that has driven prices up. And in the short term, that's not great in some situations. I've been saying, um, you know, this is not a great time to want a car and it's a terrible time for some people to need a car because whether you're looking for new or used, you're likely to pay a lot more than you normally would. But on the other hand, yesterday I was looking at uh, one of our cars that's leased, it's up at the end of the lease. And in all years past, I would have just dropped that car off of the dealership at the end of the lease. But yet I went on and I started looking for what I can likely get for that vehicle. And I got some buy bids on my vehicle. And can you believe the buy bids that I got on my vehicle are $12,000 higher, $12,000 higher than my residual value. So instead of just turning it into the dealer and dropping off my lease, 
I'm going to end up realizing a $12,000 windfall that I will then be able to apply to the next vehicle that we're going to get. So even if that vehicle is selling for sticker price or even five grand over sticker, we come out very much on the right side of things. It's not what you pay for something, everybody. It's what does it cost you at the end of the day? So bottom line is there is going to be pent-up consumer demand, I believe, like we have not seen in years. Um, now, we've been all dealing with supply chain issues. When the beginning of the pandemic happened, it was Purell and it was toilet paper and it was uh, Lysol wipes and things of that nature. Uh, then it was things like bicycles and health equipment. But to this day, if you've ever, if you've tried to find furniture or patio furniture last summer, if any of you have had an appliance breakdown, have somebody come out to fix the appliance and go, I just have to order a part. It's not going to get here for 12 weeks. We've been dealing with some significant supplier shortages. I really believe that a lot of those, not all of them, but a lot of those are going to uh, start resolving themselves in 2022. And when you combine that with pent-up consumer demand, it's going to create for a spectacular uh, convergence that can uh, manifest itself in an even stronger economy than we're seeing right now. If you are into cars, looking at cars, it's interesting. You know, the the toothpaste is Brian Benstock uh, would often say the toothpaste is out of the tube uh, as it pertains to elect electric vehicles. You know, by the end of this year, there will be over 100 EV models. And if you consider just 15 years ago, you could count every EV model easily on one hand. By the end of this year, it'll be 100. In a matter, if you go forward just three more years, we are expected to have 500 EV models by then. Now, EVs only account for about 2.5% of all cars sold in the industry right now. But one year from today, two years from today, three years from today, um, that's going to continue to rise. And within three years, that's expected to be in double digits. Um, and so it's going to be interesting where that goes, but it's going to create some new opportunities out there. Um, it already has created new plants. It's created new companies that are worth billions of dollars. Rivian, for example, hasn't even sold a thousand vehicles. It's worth more than Ford. It's worth more than Toyota, which seems insane until you think about the fact uh, and recall the fact, the reality that Wall Street does not value companies based on where they are, but where they believe they're going to be in a matter of the next few years. So it tells you a lot about where we're going. Next, I mentioned earlier the metaverse. And we've heard a lot about the metaverse starting with, well, I shouldn't say starting with, uh, we've been hearing about NFTs a ton on Clubhouse over the last year. By the way, I'm coming up on my one-year anniversary. It's hard to believe on Clubhouse. I believe it's January 4th or January 8th. I'll have to look at it. But we've been hearing more and more about NFTs over the last year. I think a lot of us have been educated big time on NFTs. Blockchain has been out there for years already. Blockchain is already in 53 different major industries. Now, there's well over a thousand industries out there. 
but this is 53 major industries. I'm not talking about little ones. I'm talking about things like healthcare. I'm talking about travel. I'm talking about automotive. I'm talking about logistics. I'm talking about uh, healthcare. Um, these are big, big industries. Financial, um, global financial is all have it all has blockchain embedded already, and so it's pretty amazing to think about the traction that blockchain um, has gotten over the course of the last five years. Started out slow, like many things. Many people may not realize how old email is. For example, you'd have to go way, way back into the 70s to get email. And you'd, you'd have to go back to do a little studying to see that we really didn't get into e-commerce until somewhere between our 15th and 20th year of the internet. So things do start slow. It takes a while to get adoption. It takes a while to be able to get uh, scalability in, in some uh, forms of technology. But blockchain isn't going anywhere. Um, it's really starting to explode out there. Another thing that's exploding is crypto. Crypto is absolutely exploding. Did you know, uh, and as I was doing a little bit of research for this morning, this is something that absolutely blew me away. Do you know that on the App Store for Apple, there were several months that Coinbase was the most downloaded app in the entire App Store. It surpassed TikTok, and it surpassed YouTube. Uh, those are two huge applications that, that get an enormous amount of downloads on an ongoing basis. And yet Coinbase, what does that tell you? Now, it doesn't mean that every one of those people are, are getting Coinbase and necessarily jumping in and buying a bunch of crypto. But what it tells you, it's a leading indicator that there is more and more genuine interest um, in the crypto markets. There are more and more people researching it, more and more people kind of dipping their toes in the water. And you know what happens once you dip your toes in the water. It's just a matter of time before you jump into the pool. Um, I didn't own any crypto three years ago. I do today. Um, and, and I will say this. Uh, I don't I don't give people financial advice. Um, that's not what I'm here for. Um, I will be more than happy to share, as I said, my own personal experiences. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, um, the crypto market is incredibly volatile, so much more so than the traditional equity markets of the NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange or global markets. But man oh man has that thing gone up uh massively uh, just to give you an example um two years ago october i owned no crypto whatever and i just decided one day to open up my coinbase throw some money a small amount of money in there because i'm a partner in a blockchain company in the entertainment industry i said all right well this will cause me to have even more interest and follow along with blockchain and see some of its uh, implications so I bought a, a relatively small amount of Bitcoin. Um, and at the time, the Bitcoin was at $3,400 per Bitcoin. I forgot that I even bought it. Six months, eight months, nine months later, I happened to just for something, some reason, I got reminded of the fact that I have Coinbase as an app and I had bought some Bitcoin. 
Well, it had gone from $3,400 to $41,000 in that period of time. And I thought, holy cow. And I, I sold it. Um, like on the spot, I sold it. My wife said, what are you doing? Why are you selling it? I said, trust me, it's going to go down. So about eight, 10 days later, sure enough, it drops to 34,000. I think I'm a genius for selling it. I think it was about a month later or so it hit 61,000. I wasn't thinking I was so much of a genius anymore, but I'm still grateful to take money off the table at more than 10 X. So the thing is that you're going to find more and more acceptance and adoption in cryptocurrency. And here's something you may not know. Do you know that there's already some politicians, there's some athletes, there's some entertainers, and some others that are actually taking their paychecks, their full paychecks in Bitcoin, doing it in, uh, in all of the different uh, uh, crypto uh, currencies uh, yet, um, not even Litecoin or Ethereum or some of the other uh, more traditional or, or more established ones, but they are doing it in Bitcoin. And, and I will tell you that that poses a risk to be sure, because unlike uh, the equity markets where you at least have some level of uh, predictability uh, stocks typically go up when companies do well, when they exceed expectations, when they hit their numbers, and they tend to not do well when they don't. In crypto, there's no balance sheets, there's no P&L, they're not selling anything, there's no product, there's no service. It goes up when it goes up, it goes down when it goes down. And if you start studying crypto, uh, there are patterns uh, that emerge. And once you start to understand those patterns, um, you could de-risk yourself a fair amount, not completely, but a pretty fair amount. But the point is, the point is it is absolutely exploding. It is becoming mainstream. When you see Coinbase as the number one app on the App Store, it is absolutely hurtling towards becoming mainstream. Now, we also have NFTs, as I mentioned, uh, NFTs are not going anywhere. Um, and it's interesting, you know, we had the industrial revolution decades ago, you know, and then we had the uh, silicon revolution or technology revolution, web revolution. Um, and now we're seeing the NFT revolution. And, and the NFT revolution is, has the potential of having a very positive impact on anybody who's a creator, which is very cool. Doesn't matter if you're an artist, if you're a sculptor, if you're a rapper, doesn't matter if you're in country Western music, doesn't matter if you're a, a, a watercolor artist, a graphic artist, doesn't matter. NFTs, a writer, um, NFTs um, are manifesting in all kinds of ways in every area of the creator side of the economy that you can imagine. And there are people that are going to flat get paid. How do I know it? It's already happened. They are getting paid big time. And it's going to become less and less of a novelty, and it's become more and more mainstream. And so it's just yet another reason for optimism. It's another opportunity. Um, optimism and opportunity, uh, guys, goes hand in hand with each other, right? 
If you if you're optim Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five. Five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. That means you believe there's some type of a positive uh, opportunity that is out there, that's available to you, um, that you could avail yourself of, that you can access, leverage uh, in the near to mid future. And I really believe that's what's happening as we move into 2022. You also have Web 3.0. You also have companies like uh, Amazon and SpaceX. I don't know if you've heard this, but there's two massive web projects that are going on. One is called Starlink, and the other one's called Project Kuiper. And, and between the two, this is mind-blowing to me. And I like to think of myself as being very forward-leaning when it comes to technology and what's coming down the pike. But if you can imagine, between those two projects, Starlink, Starlink and Project Kuiper, which is SpaceX and Amazon backed, um, they will be launching not tens, not hundreds, but thousands of low orbit satellites, uh, which is going to bring very fast and reliable internet everywhere across the globe. Now, what do you think is going to happen um, when we have complete connectivity and access everywhere in the globe because believe it or not it's hard to believe where we are where we have high speed uh, wi-fi and we've got 5g now in the mix but there's still many many areas of the globe that have have had no wi-fi whatsoever that are uh, remote and we're moving in a direction where the entire globe is going to be stitched together which is incredible now in addition to this and you may see this as a negative i choose not to um, but maybe you've heard of, I'm sure you've heard of the great resignation. Everybody expected the government assistance programs, um, on top of unemployment for months and months and months, there was additional money going to people that were receiving unemployment that ended on labor day. And we were facing some real employee shortages in the months leading up to that. And everybody thought, was they were absolutely convinced that come Labor Day, man, these people are going to have to put down their video games, their streaming services, get off the couch and go back to work. That didn't happen. The reality is, is many people made the decision for whatever reason. I don't want to be out there anymore. I don't want to risk my life. I don't want to get exposed to COVID. It's just not worth it to me. Maybe I've learned how to live on and be, become a minimalist. Whatever it is, we have seen something we have never seen in the history of the country. And that is this great resignation, people actually leaving their jobs. And so we have this very low unemployment right now, which uh, sounds great. And in many respects, it is great. But there are still many industries that are faced with very significant staffing shortages You've probably heard about the canceled flights that, been, that have been happening for the last week or so. 
Much of that is fueled by staffing shortages. Uh, it, was, it was exacerbated in some areas of the country by winter weather or uh, COVID positive tests and having to quarantine. But there's an opportunity there in my mind. And I don't think that the great resignation is going to be in decline. I think it's likely that it's going to increase. And I believe that's going to create some significant opportunities. Now, as I come upon the Heavy Allen, first half, my hour here on Clubhouse, and I again, I've got to thank all of you uh, for taking the time to join, taking the time to listen. By the way, uh, I do really love listening and hearing from people, so I am a real person. Uh, I don't have a fake phone number. I don't have a fake email. Uh, you could reach out to me. Um, easily on DMs. I'm always happy to share my email address. If you want to send an investment deck, um, you know, or something to consider, something you're working on, uh, I time is my enemy uh, because I am on a, a number of boards. I'm an investor in about a dozen companies, and and I have more than a half a dozen of my own that I'm actively involved with. But man, do I love giving back. Um, there's never been anything more exciting, more positive, or that I'm prouder of or get more excited about than when somebody that I've mentored uh, has made it big time. I love that. And, and I see that now every month that I'm coaching people in these group coaching calls. And so I do hope that you take the time, if you're just joining, to go to my Instagram bio. Uh, you can get to it by clicking on my clubhouse bio go to the bottom click on my instagram link that'll take you to my bio just dm the word coach or coaching and you'll give you'll be given immediate free access uh, by my bot um, to this friday's coaching class and this one is especially important because it can allow you to set the tone for the rest of the year literally how you start has so much to do with how you finish. It never ceases to amaze me that whether somebody follows a hockey season or baseball or football or basketball, and they say, well, we lost some games, but it's early in the season. You know, when you get to the end of the season and you miss the playoffs by a game, I'm pretty sure that baseball game in April was just as important as the baseball game in September or October. And the same thing in the NFL, same thing with hockey, same thing with any sport. It's the same thing in our lives, um, everybody. How you start has so much to do with how you finish. Why? Because it sets the tone for everything. And if you set the tone on a low bar in a low frequency, you're probably going to have some challenges actually extracting yourself out of that lower frequency, out of that lower performance. And then what's really crazy is once your first month goes by, and if you want just a really quick illustration of urgency, I want you to think about this. Perhaps you never have before. But hopefully every single person listening, everybody on the stage has got some significant goals for next year. It's great to dream. My quote is, a goal is a dream with a deadline. And so, you know, without a deadline, it's 
just a dream. It's a hope. It's a wish. And we talked about the importance of hope. The importance of hope is it keeps you in the game. The importance of hope is it gives you reason to believe. The importance of hope is it will give you uh, oftentimes either the reason or the logic or the emotion to start. But you can't live on hope alone. You can't. Um, you've got to have the ability to transition from hope or to augment hope with something else. And that's called a goal. So I hope you set big goals. But I want you to consider this illustration. Once January wraps up, when you wake up on February 1st, and regardless of where you are with respect to your goals, on track or off track, know this, 1-12th of 2022 is gone. By the time you get to February, you wake up on March 1st, you will go from 1-12th being gone to 1-6th of the year being gone. One month later, one quarter of your year is gone. Next month, one third of your year is gone. And the reason I point that out, everybody, is most of us don't think about that. I hope that what that does is it fuels you with some urgency on what it is, why it's such a big deal to come out of the gate in a big way in January, February, March, and April, because it sets the tone for the rest of the year. It's going to allow you to either use that as a launching pad to continue to accelerate beyond your goals. People that wake up after the third or fourth month already ahead of their objectives, moving in a direction where they're going to explode typically well past their goal. People that wake up in that second, third, fourth month behind their goals are going to be playing catch up. They're going to be playing from behind. But there's a there's a bigger risk. The more weeks, the more days, the more months that goes by that we are operating in a suboptimal level, meaning less than our capabilities, meaning less than what we set as an objective, we are actually subliminally, subconsciously creating a new bar. And we're frankly much more likely to attach ourselves to that bar of suboptimal performance than to be able to break out. It's gonna take some real conscious effort, some breakthroughs to break out of, of that lower performance frequency and those results. So as I get to the top of the hour, number one, thank you. Number two, sign up for the coaching class. It's the best two hours you're going to spend, I promise you. And number three, I want to move to the next half, and this is very interactive. It's designed to be interactive. I'm going to throw some questions out here because as you – just spent this last 30 minutes hearing about why you should legitimately be optimistic. I mean, this isn't just hope beyond hope or hoping to hope, um, which is important. It's great, but there is a legitimate reason to be optimistic because I believe 2022 will render more opportunities than any year we've ever seen in our existence. I believe that with my heart and soul. So here's the questions. Will this be your year? Will this be the greatest year in the history of the country, in your region, in your state, in your city, in your neighborhood? 
or will it be your greatest here as well? Will you fully leverage the reasons to be optimistic I shared with you? What will it take for you? What will it take to move from wishing to doing in 2022? Are you feeling optimism right now or are you feeling a little pressure? Because man, if the world is about to take off and accelerate and move in positive directions, I gotta keep up with it. Well, you could either be feeling incredibly optimistic right now, excited, enthusiastic. Some people might be feeling a little anxious and that's okay. They could be feeling a little bit of pressure. Um, Tim Grover, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade's trainer always says pressure is a privilege. I believe that. Are you excited or are you concerned? Are you hoping to get some of all that this, the coming year is going to render? Are you hoping to get some or are you setting yourself up to get all that you should? Big difference between the two. So as I share that with you and these questions, I would love to turn on hand raising. And does anybody have, and by the way, Glenn, is this your anniversary? I saw a balloon pop up. I don't know if it is, but I don't know if Glenn's here, yes, but if he is. is, man, oh, man, oh, man. Well, happy yeah. anniversary to Glenn. Um, but as we turn on hand raising, or does anybody uh, want to jump in and talk about any of the things that I discussed, the reasons for optimism, or some of the questions that some people might be asking themselves right now? Who wants to jump in? David. Dr. Connor here. Um, hey, Dr. Connor, how are you? Happy holidays to you. Yeah, you too, David, and Happy New Year to you and to everybody in Breakfast of Champions. And of course, Thank you. like you just said, um, congratulations, Glenn, on the one year. And I mean, what you've done in this past year is just incredible for so many people. Um, just curious, look, there's a lot of people that are out there wondering about, obviously, the virus and what's 2022 going to be like with regard to not, not only the business life, but also their personal life. What do you think of, because I know you have a huge interest and have always had an interest in IT and that, um, what do you think of doing business with regard to, you know, one-to-one face-to-face that would have been done in the past and also would say the likes of the, the continuous Zoom meetings that people have to do now? Like, what do you think in 2022 if the virus is as inconsistent and, um, you know, just keeping people indoors as much and lack of travel and so on? What do you think of, like, for people in business in that regard? Like what, what best way to do that with technology in mind? And that includes social media and all of that. It's a big question, I suppose. Yeah, it's a great question and it's a big question. You know, there's a lot of people, you guys all know this. There's a, a, an actual term, Zoom fatigue, um, and it's legitimate. You know, sitting, uh, I can't even count how many Zoom meetings that I, I've done, I mean, it's, it's an ungodly number. You know, like many of you, I might do 8, 10, 12 Zoom meetings a day, uh, sometimes more, and it can be exhausting. And there, when you're on a Zoom meeting, as you all know, being in that two-dimensional world versus being face-to-face, -face, there is no comparison. <clears throat> now, everybody has their threshold out there. There are uh, many people have chosen to get vaccinated 
my family's all vaccinated. There, there's people who have chosen not to get vaccinated and that's their right. It's their body, it's their choice. While we support vaccination, we also support freedom of choice and liberty and not having mandates to tell me what I have to stick in my body. Um, that's a big, thick line. But if you're not vaccinated, the reality, the science, the statistics, the numbers that are being borne out every single day across the country and across the world, just simply say, hey, take good care of yourself. You know, if you're at risk, you know, if you're very, very healthy, you know, that's that's one thing. Um, but if, if you have any risk whatsoever, any comorbidities, um, you know, then take great care. But, you know, there's 87,000 flights happening in the United States every single day. And every single one that I've been on uh, has been packed, I mean, packed. And yet we have not seen an outbreak of uh, any magnitude uh, in all of this travel since we've, we've jumped back on airplanes about a year and a half ago. So what it says is if people take precautions, you know, they take care of themselves, you're okay. Now, with that being said, everybody has a threshold, you know, how much you're gonna be away from home, or how much exposure you want to have, you know, what city are you going to, what's the, how many people are there. Um, a friend of mine just got back from a wedding in Brooklyn, three days later found out that the bride, the groom, the wedding party, the moms, the dads, uh, 35, 40% of the 150 people got COVID. Um, you know, my belief and my wife's belief, who is a COVID physician who just came home at 6.30 this morning from another overnight shift, it's our belief that it's just a matter of time, everybody's going to get COVID. It's my belief everybody at some point should get COVID. Um, so, you know, at that point, then we really do have a, a real shot at herd immunity. Um, I don't think it's going to happen through vaccination alone. I just don't. But you go have to take care. But guys, here's the question. <clears throat> We've seen it. We've seen this movie. You know, if life hands you a curveball, you know, if whether it's Delta or it's Omicron or it's uh, whatever next Greek alphabet letter they're going to come up with in the next name, uh, next iteration until we move towards being an endemic, um, are you going to stop your business or are you going to reinvent your business? My suggestion is you've got to be in the mode of reinvention, literally, in my opinion, every month of your life if you're a business because uh, we're not standing still. We've gotten to a point, you know, if you go back in technology in the 70s or 80s, 90s, um, things really did not change that fast, but they're changing at a blistering pace, as you, you have heard in, in Clubhouse over the last year. So you've got to be in a mode of reinvention. And if you've got to do it by Zoom, here's the good news. If that's the mode that the world's in, that's the mode that your customers are in, your clients are in. They're okay with it. Literally every client that I can imagine, I have had a Zoom meeting with at some point in the last two years. Now, more and more with them, I've had some face-to-face -face, and I prefer the face-to-face. -face. If I have a big client or a big potential client, I'm not doing Zoom, I'm face-to-face, -face. but that's me. Um, that's the way I've always been. I don't see me changing. I will take precautions, but I'm gonna go face to face. 
If it's an introductory meeting, if it's a smaller transaction type of an opportunity, I'm going to do Zoom just because for efficiency's sake. But you've got technology beyond Zoom. You've got social media. Believe it or not, there are people, you know, there's at least one uh, group that had generated over a million dollars on Clubhouse in their room. There are people generating tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars on TikTok every month. There are people doing that or more on Instagram every single month, Facebook every single month, LinkedIn every single month. We live in an unprecedented times where it's you no longer have just one channel, one pipe where you have to see people face to face. Now, hey, if, what if I'm a personal trainer, David? I can't see people. Well, last time I looked, there's some pretty phenomenal apps out there that have allowed personal trainers to go virtual and go online, and it's not a bad thing. They go from charging 75 or 100 bucks an hour, they have to drop their rates, but they can also have 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 clients at the same time. So there's some real opportunities, and I believe it really depends on your outlook. It really depends on your preparation. It really depends on whether you do have a legitimate goal. If you have a goal and you're relentless, you will figure it out. And here's the good news. Your conscious brain doesn't need to get bogged down and worry about it. Your subconscious mind will figure it all out. It's the way it works. And the more you look into psychology or the more you look into how the human mind operates, you will find out that that is 100% validated. And it's one of the reasons I always tell people, Dr. Connor, when you set a goal, you don't just set the goal. You've got to give it some love, man. You've got to put it up on your mirror so that when you're getting ready, you're looking at it in the morning. When you're ready to go to bed, it's the last thing you look at. You write it down next to your on your desk, next to your laptop or your computer, so you're looking at it. The reason you're doing that is it's allowing your subconscious mind uh, to assimilate that particular goal. If any of you have ever been in a situation where you've been desperately looking for something or desperately trying to find an answer, and then all of a sudden you just decided, I'm going to let it go. I'm exhausted. And you'll find an hour or a day later, poof, it just jumps into your brain. Bam. That's your subconscious mind going to work. So I hope that addresses uh, your question, doctor. Um, who else wants to jump in? Who else has a comment, a question, feedback? or a suggestion for anybody who's listening right now. Yeah, David, this is Jeff the Entrepreneur. Good to hear you. Good to hear uh, you too, Jeff. Hey, yeah, I've just been labeled in and as entrepreneur with shiny object uh, syndrome, just focusing on uh, branding and building actually out everything the Lord's called me to do, having a lot of growth for God. Uh, the biggest thing I'll ask, though, with NFTs and metaverse and everything, you know, I have a huge, um, you know, I because of me networking and going to events and traveling and being blessed to do where I'm at so far in my journey, um, the biggest thing is, like, it's that FOMO. And more I'm asking you is, I don't, you know, I have a guy who just was part of an NFT launch that sold for 2.8, and now he wants me to bring in a team for him and show him on, on that side. And it, it, my whole point is, you know, kind of being the consultant where people come to you all the time for advice or connections, right? It's the shiny object syndrome, right? I have the one client, they're a technology company, we're working on them. 
And, uh, you know, I have my past with my, my things with my software with uh, Ahmad. And, you know, he, he bought a ton of, ton of land in the metaverse and all that stuff. My whole point is, you know, I'm focused on exactly what I'm doing. But with everything that you said and seeing the future as an entrepreneur, and we always got to look, you know, five, five steps ahead, 12 steps ahead. Um, how, how do I make the difference of, hey, this is actually probably the future, right? But right here, right now, we're, we're branding this one company and, and keep that shiny object syndrome. Or is there, a, is there a healthy way of adding that into what, what I'm building out? You know, it's a, that, this is actually a huge question because right now, um, I mean, we're far more inclined to be fragmented than ever before. We're far more inclined to be distracted easily than ever before. Um, we're, we're far more likely, um, you know, to have uh, disrupted efficiency or focus. And, and so this is where I want you to start. Um, you know, people will send me investment decks all the time uh, or introduce me to people all the time. And I tell them the same thing when I have a conversation with them. You're going, you learn that as an investor, you need to establish uh, a profile. Um, you need to establish uh, a risk profile. You also need to establish an investment profile. There's very specific um, types of investments that, I, that align with my profile and everything else that doesn't, doesn't. So somebody might send something that I think, wow, that looks super interesting. It looks engaging. It looks exciting. But it doesn't mean that I'll pursue it, Jeff, because it's outside the lines of my profile. Now, some people might say, well, man, you're going to miss some things. Yeah, okay. That's all right. I'm, I'm reminded of somebody asking a question of Warren Buffett one day, you know, uh, that this guy is the most successful investor at all time. Why would people not just do exactly what you do, Warren? And his answer was because they're not interested in getting rich slowly, which is what he did, right? They see the outcome but they don't, they don't, they're not willing to commit to his methodology. So my, it's kind of like day trading. If, if you go out there and you attempt to day trade, you're going to trade, you're going to sell stocks at the top and you're going to buy them at the bottom. The vast, vast, vast majority, look it up, uh, percentage of day traders lose money. The vast majority of people that try to outsmart the market get their behinds handed to them. And if you try to chase everything out there at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, Grant has said in the past, you can't be everything to everybody. You got to choose a side. You got to choose what you stand for. Um, if you try to be everything to everybody, you're, you're not going to resonate with anybody. But the other thing is you're going to create a situation where you can't even really find the people that really legitimately love what you're talking about or what you're about in general, you know, it's going to become much easier uh, to fall for things and to have FOMO. You know, you're going to hear about a crypto that went from point zero 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 two, and man, it doubled in a week. All right. Does that mean you should buy it? Probably not. You know, because it also can drop off the face of the earth. The vast majority of cryptocurrencies will never be worth anything, anything, not even one cent, okay, the majority of them. 
So you've got to do your homework. You've got to have a profile and you want to stay consistent. Same thing with NFTs. Um, I think NFTs are brilliant and, and I'm doing what I can to learn more and more. And what am I doing? I still pay attention to my profile. I spend most of my time focused on, on things that I know, things I can impact, things I can bring value to, companies I can bring value to, uh, investments I can bring value to. But Jeff, I will always take 10% of my time, maybe a little bit more in the evenings or early morning to learn about things like crypto or NFT or Web 3.0 or the metaverse in general. Um, I just got an Oculus. I wouldn't, I'm 62, man. What am I doing wearing an Oculus? Well, how do you learn about it if you don't immerse yourself in it? So I'm always willing to do that. I want to remain relevant. I want to understand what's out there. But then I'm still going to choose what makes sense for me. If you have FOMO all the time, you can't be everywhere all the time. And it's going to end up um, doing a disservice to you. Who else would like to jump in? Hey, David. Hi, David. Good morning. Breakfast with Champions. It's Tracy. Ladies first. How are you, Tracy? And then I heard somebody else. Who was being... Who else was uh, chiming in? I want to just know so we can go to you. That afterwards. was me, David. It's Tim. It's all good. Ladies first. Hey, Tim. All right. Ladies first. Thank you, Tim. You're always a gentleman. Hey, David. You. Um, thank you so much for this um, segment. Uh, you always provide so much value. You, you uh, asked the question earlier, what will it take to move from uh, where we are now to um, – to what we're going to be doing um, in 2022. And, you know, I'm just going to be relentless. You know, like you always say, that relentless cannot be defeated. That's so right. absolutely um, going to be, you know, more relentless. And, you know, we've just got to be focused and, and have a vision and have a plan and take action. Take action for your life. Take action for your business. Um, because the universe responds to action. So, and I just want to thank you for uh, your coaching program and, and what you're doing with that. And I can't wait to be there on um, on Friday. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Tracy. I always love you joining and thank you for jumping in, in, in here. Uh, here's the thing, guys. If you don't have a goal, you don't have anything to be relentless for. So you want to dream. You want to dream big. You want to have a big, audacious dream. You want to convert that into a goal, convert the goal into daily tasks. And then you want to become committed to those tasks because if you relentlessly pursue those tasks, we get hung up on relentlessly pursuing the goal. No, 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 no. Relentlessly pursue the tasks that are going to allow you to achieve the goal. That's the secret that most people miss. Um, Tim, go ahead and jump in, please. Yeah, David, uh, first and foremost, thanks so much. I mean, I'm um, listening to you as you were talking about uh, Starlink, and I know you had mentioned something else about Hyper, but one of the things I, I would love for you to do if possible is just if I know you gave us a kind of this macro high end level or top down level. Can you give us a little bit more color to that connection between, let's say, Starlink and then, let's say, the metaverse and really kind of bringing that closer to us on a practical level? that I think many of us can absorb and say, okay, I really see, you know, how things are really starting to pull together and how we can get in, in front of that rather than being behind the eight ball, so to speak. So I'd appreciate that. Thanks, David. 
You're welcome. So, you know, the global population, um, don't quote me, is somewhere around 8 billion people, Tim. And while, you know, if you live in, uh, you know, the EU somewhere, if you live in the UK, if you live in uh, many areas of South America, North America, uh, you've had access to the Internet for a long, long, long time. Uh, you know, you've had uh, uh, cable TV, you've had DISH or direct TV, you've had access somehow, some way to communications, to programming, to entertainment, to Wi-Fi and to the Internet. Okay, but there, there are still hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of people that haven't. And if you think about it, can you imagine those people that haven't, they don't have access to Clubhouse. In fact, Len was saying in, in the last meeting, and it's true, we all sit here on Clubhouse. We think, man, everybody knows Clubhouse. You know the vast majority of the planet has never been on Clubhouse. So think about the opportunity that renders. If you're going to leverage Clubhouse in any form or fashion in your business, you have probably 80 or 90 percent um, upside, you know, untapped market, what they'd call a total addressable market, a TAM, right? And you think about web, uh, when you talk about internet connectivity through Starlink or Kuiper, that's going to connect the entire planet together for the first time where everybody can have access to reliable high speed uh, or good speed internet. That's going to change everything. When you look at Web 3.0 uh, and you look at the metaverse and you look at uh, the ability to take your business and to create immersive experiences without anybody leaving their home. You know, Dr. Connor said, hey, what do we do if we're stuck in our home? Well, you could actually stick on an Oculus right now and you could connect with somebody and it feels like you're literally in the same room. I'm not looking at them on a screen, on a tiny screen that's 16 inches or 30 inches across, but you feel like you're literally in the same place. It's completely immersive. That's going to create more and more opportunities. NFTs are going to create more and more opportunities. Crypto is going to contain more and more opportunities. Literally everything that I brought up to you this morning, the great resignation, believe it or not, is going to create massive opportunities for somebody who understands how to effectively connect with people, engage them, and perhaps represent them so that you could assist companies in finding employees. How much do you think companies will pay right now to find great employees? More than they ever have before. How much are they willing to pay? They've gone from paying 10 and 12 bucks an hour to Panda Express, I saw paying $18 an hour, $20, $21 an hour. So if you want to get a great employee, there's going to be an opportunity for people everywhere that you look when it comes to global internet connectivity, when it comes to the metaverse, when it comes to blockchain, there is going to be tons and tons of opportunity. And I've talked about knowledge and the power of knowledge before, but the power of knowledge is not just obtaining knowledge. It's taking action with that knowledge. So step one Jump into the middle of this, maybe just for no other reason, so that you have a little bit of an initiation and orientation or an overview. And if it fascinates you, if it excites you, if it compels you, keep going, jump in further, because trust me, you're going to see a new story of somebody who's older than me, who started a company, 
somewhere having to do with the metaverse who absolutely crushed it and became a unicorn. Trust me, anybody listening right now has the ability to become not just a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure, awesome, great. Anybody here has the ability to become a unicorn, everybody. And you've had, you have more of an ability to do that now than you've ever had in the history of the planet. There's never been a better time to pursue your best year ever. With that, I am at the bottom of the hour. It's 7.32. I want to be respectful of time. I want to thank everybody for joining. If you haven't signed up for the group coaching class, type in the word coach, but you could type it, go to my Instagram bio and just DM the word coach. You're in. It's free, costs nothing, no upsells. I will do everything I can. We even provide resources from my team uh, to be able to help you pursue your best life. And it's all for free. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.